Another Realm Media, exploring the unknown, where mystery meets reality. Are you fascinated by the unexplained? Do you love delving into the mysteries of the paranormal or how we respond to media that pushes us to the limit of our understanding? Do you love to dive headfirst into the exploration of the human psyche with meditations or channeled messages from beyond? Join our podcast network, Another Realm Media, and explore the unknown with us. From ghosts to aliens, cryptids to conspiracy theories, horror to sci-fi, we've got it all. Don't miss out on the excitement. Join us today and unlock the secrets of the universe. Email us at contact at anotherrealmmedia.com. Welcome to the Psychic Sleep Hour with Santosh, a multi-dimensional experience at the intersection of creative expression and personal evolution, a slice of coconut pie thrown in the face of cosmic consciousness, <laughs> a multimedia experience steeped in an interesting mix of my passions, altered states, the internal practices of yoga, yogic philosophy, interactive art and creative expression, magic, hypnosis, meditation, neuro-linguistic programming. Hi, I'm Santosh, and I'm a wordy McWordsmith. <laughs> uh, I'm a multimedia artist and mindfulness educator, or at least that's what I'm calling myself. Since 2012, I've been professionally teaching a technique called Yoga Nidra, which combines all of the aforementioned things that I love, and to go along with a collaborative launch of weekly classes, I thought this would be a great opportunity to dive into the philosophies, mechanics, and inspirations that are influencing how I go about creating these guided meditations. Why do I love this technique so much? Well, to start, the diversity. It's a different experience every time. I love that it's so easy. It's so easy. It's, it's like the lazy person's guide to meditation and altered states of consciousness. It has multiple applications from accelerated learning to healing, coping, and processing. There's a story section where escapism and fantasy and shamanic journey work kind of collide. The history. I learned it from my guru, and he learned it from his. I think it's pretty cool to be able to say that my guru's guru came up with this technique in the 40s. I love that it addresses your energy body and a more subtle anatomy approach to well-being. The broad spectrum appeal. The science and woo of this technique have gathered so much interest and attention that there have been MRI scans done in multiple countries on practitioners. It has been developed for programs dealing with PTSD, and some have even used it for astral travel and the development of psychic abilities. It's really got something for everyone. And best of all, it's all about relaxation. Relaxing on multiple levels. And I don't know about you, but I need a whole lot more chillaxing in my life. <laughs> to say the least. What can you expect from the Psychic Sleep Hour with Santosh? Well, 
It's a monthly podcast on the fascinating variety of intersecting topics, interviews with fans, colleagues, and collaborators. So give a like and subscribe via your favorite podcast platform and head over to facebook.com forward slash santoshdavid333 forward slash events to sign up for one of the weekly Sunday night classes. And in the meantime, feel good, feel well, be happy. everybody and welcome back to another fantastic episode of astral stew <laughs> astral stew it's kind of meaty but it's the kind of meaty that you like to eat even if you're vegan it's like Big gooey cosmos had a long conversation with my wife and kids today about how the difference between soup and stew soup is like vegetables and meat and an onion water flavored you know onion water and then like stew is more meaty it's more thick it's it's chunky it's gravy and stuff i mean it's just it's, yeah your opinion on how to make soup tells a lot about you <laughs> <laughs> i was like have you ever had tomato soup because it's yeah. thick and gravy and it's not a stew well then that's not a soup it's not onion water that's not a soup it's not onion water either. They, they, but I was like, is it beef broth though? Does is it? The, I don't know. I don't know what the difference between the stew and a and a soup is. I, I just always imagine soup, soup being something that's drinkable for the most part, whereas <laughs> stew. Well, you, you can drink tomato eat. soup. Soup uh -huh. soup pours stew gloops. Yeah, gloops exactly. It's full yeah. of sh just shit. Yeah, like ew. It's meeting. Not not poop like shit. No, but like. <laughs> A bunch of random stuff, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. you know. Like and then what's a chowder? What's a chowder? That's it's a collection a, of cats. It's a stew uh, made with milk, I think. It's a stew made with milk. <laughs> it's a stew made of cats. Mm -hmm. so, <laughs> I'm made of milk. Made of <laughs> so anyways, um, man, you know, I realized the other day that we are past a year of doing astral stew. Mm -hmm. -uh. Yeah. yeah, this is episode 15. Yeah. It's uh, amazing. What color me surprised? <laughs> what color? He, I don't know. Surprise me with which color colored surprise he is. Put Salmon. a pin in that because I'm going to make a callback. <laughs> okay. So tonight's episode, we are talking about one each is what we're bringing to the table, right? This is like a dice roll. We're going to roll the dice and see what we get. Um, it, it can't be worse than celebrity meat or um, or, <laughs> or, 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 or cryptid peen. So, what um, are you saying? And why did you pick two of mine? <laughs> <laughs> Those are two of the greater episodes. They, 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 they drove a lot of great discussion. A lot of gravy. A lot of gravy on those. A lot, too. Of, yeah. a lot of onion water under the bridge. A lot of <laughs> onion water under the bridge. For sure. sure. Yeah. So, all right. Um, so I'll go first for tonight. Uh, my topic. Uh, Christianity. The, no. <laughs> um, we talked a little bit about this on Fearscape Unhinged a couple years ago. Um, the moon. So maybe the, it's not the moon at all. So, you know, you got that, spike, the please. movie coming out, right? 
Moonfall? Have you all seen? Already out. It is, is already, it out already. It has been out uh, at this point for about a month and a half. Okay. Well, well, you know, what? Current I think. Events. Well, my friend oh. Phil went and saw, and maybe he saw uh, a pre-screening. He of got it. some. He got some free tickets from a radio station. That's what happened there. Well, he probably would. Um, no, it's out. It's out? out. I'm looking okay. at it right now. Came out last week uh, when right. we're recording this, so it came out mid mid February. So I've not seen it yet, but the previews that I saw looked like there was some sort of a structure inside the moon, and that's what was causing it, or had any some sort of contribution to it falling. So one of the things I wanted to talk about today is, you know, we we've teased it around, we've talked about it in individually, and then also um, on on the episodes and stuff. Is the moon? A spaceship. Is it the Ark? To, can, to, cheese, can cheese be a spaceship? Can Yeah, right? Yeah. Why not? It doesn't melt in the <laughs> cold vacuum of space. Does that make it a chark? A, ch- a chazark? I'm just grossed out by chark. I don't know chark. why. <laughs> I don't even know what chark yeah. is. That's you don't between, want to know. That's between you and your god at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways. Ugh. The idea can, char- the- can you put chark in a stew? Like that's... <laughs> <laughs> source chark yes um oh damn it what was i gonna say i i honestly consider planet earth a starship it, yeah. it's a generational starship doing exactly oh, what it is it should do have you yeah, seen those ship earth have you seen those 3d models of what it actually looks like yes. kind of going through the solar system? like yeah i mean it's it's uh yeah it's not flat like we're all taught in school Talk about going from 2d to 3d oh yeah it's um <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I mean, I, if you think about it, really, the our entire galaxy is a star system, is a starship, because it's moving through space. I mean, it's mm-hmm. we're on a planet that's moving in the solar system that's moving in space protected with by a galaxy. Heliosphere. But I guess what I guess the but, question really is is versus a bio ship yeah. that is self-sustained I versus mean, like, something created by right a humanoid or intelligent species, and you then know, is or, a craft. Right. Is there some sort of energy source that should you be able to start it up again? You could fly that sucker across the cosmos. That would be awesome, but I'm pretty much an adherent to the theory that it was a chunk that was blown off when two planets, when our sister planet collided with us. I mean, that's that's the prevailing theory from science, right? Is that some other planetary body collided in. That's why there's a little bit of Earth stuff on the moon and a little bit of moon stuff on the Earth. But somehow in that collision process, like in all the models that I've seen in that collision, there's a spin. There's spin to the moon. Somehow, though, that spin stopped and it became locked in its current position. How about it didn't start out as a ship, but it could have been made into one. Maybe the moon used to rotate, but it was stopped for technological reasons. Okay. Interesting. I, I mean, I can I can definitely see that. I mean, you take a look at um, a houseboat, right? What if you like? What if houseboat you, in space? What yeah. if you took a house and you were like, "Well, I got this big base of a boat here. I want to put this house into this boat." And then you do, you have then a house that becomes a boat, right? Like, um, or even get really deep with it and say a tree becomes a boat, right? And so taking that theory of could it have been turned into something? But, okay, so if it was turned into something, why is it still here? 
that would imply that it was turned Super into Bugs. something but kept here because they left it for us to get advanced enough to play with it just like we'll leave it for the one that follows us so it's yeah, a time capsule it, and i bet it's going to be the crows not the not the monkeys or post-apocalyptic i mean it's just like you know we you know we just a hundred years down the road we discover a garage you know after the world's ended and there's a garage and there's a car inside and you're like what is this yeah you know and there's keys and everything you figure it out and it starts so maybe the 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 entities or people or hell us as atlanteans or whatever created yeah. the moon as this thing but they've all died off and and the the that spaceship was just left there waiting for somebody to turn it back on they've not I died mean, off they're waiting on their ships out in <laughs> orbit for us to get our shit together so when the galactic party can begin i mean there's there's that idea too that the asteroid belt you know used to be another rocky a rocky planet i very much believe that um and somehow it was destroyed and that venus may have once supported life as a moon of that planet Mm -hmm. um, and that when the planet was destroyed, it spun Venus off, which put it into its orbit now around the sun, no longer supporting life. And so when all of that stuff happened um, in, in a mass exodus, if you will, uh, from that planet in, in a ship uh, look, that looks like a moon could have happened. Um, and then they moved to this planet. But yeah, you're right. If, if it did hit our Earth, how does it? How did it stop? It's hard for something to stop in space. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm like the Fermi paradox. We have seen yeah. other starships. They're just planet shaped. We're yeah. we're looking yeah. for saucers everywhere. Mm -hmm. I, I that. Well, I mean, agree. they all have a mothership, right? And all the tales of saucers from the 50s and 60s, they all went to a mothership. What if that mothership is the moon? What if it breaks apart like a puzzle? <laughs> like, like one of those 3D like puzzles. <laughs> like a... <laughs> no, like the freaking uh, the mask that Arnold Schwarzenegger wore in Total Recall, where you're like, yeah, he just pulls the moon out of his nose <laughs> in disguise as a Karen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, you know, I mean, there's that prevailing, not theory, but we know that the that it's that the moon has rung like a bell. Oh yeah, that it is it in somehow in some way is hollow. It reverberated, yeah. It reverberated for like forty something minutes. So yep. yeah. Um, also, there's the I think there's like a. Uh, What's it called? Uh, the Space Link Starlink. So start one of the Starlink rockets that was recently launched. It's out of control and hurling towards the moon, and they're thinking that it's going to crash into the moon. And so everybody's waiting to see if it's going to ring again. So, hmm. yeah. And that's how Moonfall starts. <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers. Spoiler so, alert. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, Steph. Oh, no, Santosh, you were next. If we're done talking about the moon being a spaceship. Well, since we? you've decided that I for can't. us, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> since you chose and you decided, let's go, Dad. All right. Um, okay, so mine's kind of controversial, and we might have to delete a lot of it. So I have put my bid out there to be a galactic ambassador. I would very much, I think that I would be well suited to that role. Mm -hmm. But that immediately got me thinking about how long it would take before I started getting body mod modifications. <laughs> of things that I like and things that I don't. And then here's the really controversial part is I am an alcoholic in recovery, but do you think I'm going to turn down space wine? 
who who in their right mind would turn down Romulan ale? Right? I, I was thinking blood. Blah, uh, of course you would. Oh, no way. Dude, that's just turpentine. That's also, all, if, that's all that is. Blood. If you want to be a galactic ambassador, we already have one. You could get notes. We do. Stephen Greer. Oh, <laughs> he is our galactic ambassador. He's he's not the OG though. You're I right. mean, you got your uh, he's buying. I'm behind got, in the game. Then if if you're throwing his name in the ring, yeah, you got your Buck Owens, uh, and you've got your all the uh, George Adamski. They were the OG oh, yeah. ambassadors for the Space Brothers. Mm-hmm. But, but I, mean, I mean, more like Guinan. I want to just be like wearing really <laughs> cool outfits, helping helping other alien species out as we travel and explore. Hey, speaking of Guinan, um, uh, new Picard. Picard. Yeah, Picard should be starting uh, right around right the time around this, the time this out. comes out. Yeah, and Guinan's back. I'm excited about that. And you know, the whole needs it because she's not doing so well in her personal life. <laughs> I mean, almost the entire cast, I think, uh, from uh, Next Generation is coming back in the second season of Picard. It makes me wonder if they were all like. We're going to wait and see if it actually does well before we come back or if it was purposefully were. done that way. Um, what about Pulaski? Is she going to come back? No. That's a shame. I thought you were talking about. She was replaced. Plus, she I wasn't replaced. She was with Dr. Crusher. Yeah. No. no. Dr. Crusher was the OG. Pulaski replaced Crusher for, for a moment. Yeah, when she was pregnant or something. Yes, for a, year, something. for a year, for a season, and then Crusher came back. Crusher came back. T-shirt. And yes, I'm right on this one. Crusher. I know. Crusher be crushed. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I I am in love with Gates McFadden, <laughs> so I know when some crusty ass Pulaski comes on there and tries to take time from my hottie McCrusherton. Uh, I know what it happens. Also, also well known, but if somebody's listening and didn't know this, she choreographed dance magic dance. In she Labyrinth, so. choreographed almost all the dances, but yeah, she choreographed that one and she choreographed the um, where they throw the heads around. The fiery the, ones. Those were her two big ones. Ooh. Yep. She was a, a movie choreographer. Now, when you say uh, body uh, modifications, Santosh, mm-hmm. and your ambassadorship, <laughs> Do you mean like if they offered you a robot arm or a tentacle Blue arm? skin will be first. I, I would like to be like, um, not like the the blue kitty avatar ones, but close. More like, uh, did you ever watch Star Trek? And what was her name? Tall? Tall? Oh, no. Zan. Oh, I can't believe I shouldn't have brought it up. I couldn't remember. But yeah, like, like that. I would very much like um, blue pigmentation. So like the blue guy from... Uh... Guardians of the Galaxy that raised Peter Quill with the with the Mohawk thing. Merle. No, and not like those um Andorians. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe I want to be teal. Oh, teal. Okay. Oh. See, I want to do like like in uh Star Trek Lower Decks, how he was able to upgrade himself. Uh he's mostly a cyborg in the way that he's just got the, the chip in his head so he yep. can learn mm-hmm. quicker and and he's got that eye. That thing. would be one, like, right? What I, if? Have you all thought about, um, oh, Richie Mc, Richardson's thing that's already killed like half the pigs? <laughs> what? Elon Musk. Elon Musk and the one and the insertable um, doo whopper. 
I would watch that TV. I would watch that young. I would watch that young. I would read that young adult book. Uh, Richie McRichardson and the, <laughs> and the sticky in your head do whopper. Sticky in the head do whopper. That sounds <laughs> like some technical shit right there. <laughs> <laughs> that thing needs a manual. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I would totally upgrade too. I'm with Santosh on this, like especially so, if it's you know if it's advanced to it being advanced, I'm you, right in like a first finger that turns into a lock you, pick or things like do that. Do you think Antenna? like? Do you think antenna would enhance your psychic abilities? Antennae, um, but uh, it could be oh, one. I'm, it could just be I'm, one, like, like a snork, <laughs> like a snork. <laughs> I would be a snork so quick. <laughs> I want to be all star. Yeah, I was so gonna say quick. you'd be a yellow one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, I would do it. I would do it, especially because I would assume that the advancements mean because my only fear is surgery, and so <laughs> like. Put me to sleep. I'm good. Yeah. yeah give me a robot leg, dude, and a what robot dick. I'm okay. What if it like had you get infections of your? Then you tell your doctor, Doctor Gloobtar, and <laughs> Doctor Gloobtar, <laughs> Doctor Gloobtar. Well, he Dr. would he would pull out his he would pull out his wiggly whoop or whatever, and it's right stick here. It, stick it up there and floss do it. Do whopper gangle. Yeah, do whopper gangle. Yeah. They have to use I... pipe cleaners to clean it all the time. I would do it. Like, imagine, like, like you know what I would love is I would love to be able to breathe underwater. Like, mm. I would love to be able to just be able to do that, go underwater, because sometimes the the best, quietest place is just. You know what's interesting? When people talk about when they have astral experiences, now we're talking about they like they see themselves flying through the air or whatever, and that's supposedly a sign that you had an experience in the astral plane. I hardly ever fly, but I have a lot of dreams where I uh, am underwater and I'm breathing underwater. Like it happens all the time for me. I belly wop. You belly wop? I'm the best belly whopper in the South. We don't want to infringe on WAPs here. That's easy. I I can't get out of like, like wop right now. I'm stuck. Move on without me. (laughs) I'm that wet ass poncho. I am Frosty the Snowman, you sons of bitches. <laughs> I'm a belly whopper. Yeah, you do, baby. Happy birthday. I was like, what is a belly whopper? Is that when you have sex with the fold? Like it's got to be big enough to fold over and you can have sex with it? That's a belly flop. <laughs> Drippity Drew. Oh yeah. Okay. What so, about you, Josh? Have you 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 have not said whether you would have um, body mods? You know, I don't know. I guess it would probably depend on what the mod is and what what it gives me, right? Like just having blue skin. What does that give me? I don't. I don't burn in the summertime. I mean, I don't know. Blue skin. Maybe um, it protects you from all the fucking radiation that our atmosphere usually takes care yeah. of. Yeah. What if you get to choose? Like, because this is different between being given superpowers and being modified for superpowers, right? Because if you could give me, because I would also want to extend my life. Like, give me a life extension so that I could see my daughter have kids and be there and a part of that. Because I'm old, so I'm 42. I'm going to have a baby. What if? At 42, I'm going to be... 60 years old when she graduates from high school. I'm nervous that if she waits till she's 40 to have a kid like I did, I don't get to be a pop pop. And so <laughs> I want to be a pop pop. What happens if like pop pop with the wop wop? 
they can extend your life, but not anybody else's. I'm down for that. That's fine. Yeah, right. You'd see all you your mean, loved ones. I, so. I, that's fine. You make new loved ones. You, like I, <laughs> I, I mean, I don't, I don't mean to be rude, but I have lived all. It's like saying I when when I moved out here to Phoenix, I'm not allowed to make any friends because I have all my friends in Kentucky. Like, that's not like that at all. It is when, though. No, it, it is, is though. Yeah, it is. It's you're telling me that because friend. I have loved ones, I'm not allowed to have new loved ones. No, I'm saying you would have to watch them die. I you already have, have seen so many friends die. Anyway. Do you know what I mean? I'm 42. Do you know how many friends I've already seen die? It sucks. What but about I'm your daughter? It. What about your daughter? Well, you know, it that'll happen if I'm gonna live forever and she's not. And then I'm gonna raise her granddaughter and she's gonna call me pop pop. Or I'm gonna raise her daughter, and she's gonna call me Papa. Okay, and she's gonna call me Papa Immortal. I mean, I'm just saying it's just something people don't often think about. I uh, no, I do think about it, but the I, point I, is, is we already, as mortals, already see people die before us. We oh, already yeah. see our loved oh, yeah. ones. So yeah, it sucks that someone younger than me is that. But I, again, lost a lot of friends and family that were younger than me that died, and yeah, it sucks. But Unlike I'm still living my life. Unlike Stefan and I, you were obviously not as moved by the story of Bewitched. She was 523. <laughs> that's what I'd like to make it to. 523. Yeah, then see how I feel about it. I'm a Dora. That woman was like 984. <laughs> or Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I don't now, know if I'd want to get wrinkly and, sh- and it, like shrunken and down. And do? I don't know why you had to curse me, by the way, by saying only I get that power. Um, no, I asked. But, I asked the question. I did not curse you. I said, what if it can only be you? Uh, again, yeah, I would still do it. So, like I said, for me, it would be what am, what Functional. is the benefit of having it, right? Then I would base my I would decision have so on. much. I would base my decision on so many cosmetic options because what if there's something cooler than hair out there? Oh, Play-Doh or, hair. Or what, or what if hair is like an earth thing and it's really unique, so mm. then you're, you know. I trade. I'll trade my hair for immortality. I don't <laughs> think it- Doctor Gloop Bar. <laughs> yeah, he's like, wait, don't you? You're going to give me a hair for immortality? Oh, but you have so much hair. So much hair. What if you had to replace both arms with tentacles? <laughs> Done. Mm, depends on the type of tentacle. Octopus tentacles. Do I get eight of them on each side? You get four on each side. Four on each side. Okay. Well, I would like that because you could smack someone and then suction to their face and then right. throw them at the same Climb time. Up you the get a good smack stick there. <laughs> I mean, Spider-Man really at the end of the day is more like Octopus Man, but. I don't know if you guys have ever zoomed into when he's walking on the walls, like what it sounds like, but it's more like that. No, I've not. not zo- so when you zoom in, the sound zooms <laughs> but in that's, too? But you know, you got the Tobey Maguire version, right? He's got the little hairs that come out of his fingertips. And that's, yeah. awesome. that's just gross. He should shave those. <laughs> I know. Andrew Garfield got such a short shift. I'd, I'm sad about that still. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, body enhancements. So if 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 there's like a petition going around for uh galactic ambassador, somebody write Santosh in. Yeah, Santosh for right in. <laughs> <laughs> I would be your campaign manager manager, sure. Manager. 
Commissioner. Show quick. I will be belly whoppers for Santa. <laughs> <laughs> the WAP party is behind me. <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, was that a good enough one? I like oh, how we skirted around the um, alcoholic drinking pan galactic. No, no, that was, you did. Was Herbal remedies, man. Yeah. Herbal remedies. <laughs> right. But there has to be something even better than liquor out there. What, what oh, if? Yeah. But what if, I mean, that's, but you're it's assuming heroin, <laughs> but, you're, but you're also assuming that well, the like, last time I was drinking a glass of heroin, <laughs> but you're also uh, assuming that alien, woman. alien liquor would be like addictive liquor. Josh hardly even know her. Well, as our ambassador, maybe I have to find that out. Yep. And I'll be like, yep, it's addictive. Sorry guys. Well, and maybe alien liquor doesn't get you drunk. It makes you smarter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or has a different effect altogether than yep. than our typical inebriation. <clears throat> right. Or maybe it makes you grow tentacles. <laughs> maybe that's how the modification begins. <laughs> <laughs> here, drink this. What <laughs> 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 about Alice in Wonderland motion here? So okay. Yes. All right. Uh, are we are we are we done modifying our bodies uh, for retractable the gills? Re- ooh, retractable gills. Like guys named Gil coming out of you. Guys named Gil, do you know besides Gilligan? (laughs) 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 It's Gil again. Gilligan, Gilligan. yeah, there you go. Ooh, ah, I. We now need to make a horror story, the horror version of Gilligan's Island. Again, no, it's Gil again. Uh, first the professor and Marianne. <laughs> Somehow, though, the Harlem Globetrotters will show up and then be able to escape. They better always. Well, he they they need he needs them because he can't trot the globe to get away from the island without them boys from Harlem. Mm. So and they're totally going to have a space tour, too. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Don't forget the cartoon Gilligan's Planet. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> Lesser mm-hmm. known Disney movie. So. No, it's legit. Look it up. Gilligan's Planet. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's a cartoon. Well, there you go. So on to mine. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, as of um, here in a few weeks uh, of airing this show, I will um, officially be a father. Now we'll have a daughter um, and I'm super, super pumped, but it's made me think a lot about humanity and how it all works and uh just everything like that not not the how it happened i know how that happened i was a part of that <laughs> but no you don't watching don't lie to the audience <laughs> watching my wife's belly get bigger and and feeling uh baby hazel's like feet kicking and all of that stuff you know you start to, you know you do you start wondering where at what point does it become life right but then even more so when you get into the astral stew version of things if indeed there is a soul or is there is indeed that spark where does that come from right is it reincarnation and and if it is reincarnation how does the soul know when to go into it or where to go or if it does just spark something new, I, I don't believe in creative, uh, intelligent mm. designs. So how does, how does that where Like the big bang, what was before that? Right. So how did that spark happen? So, how did it get that soul? So I have a, I have a theory, uh, based on, 
uh, Leslie Keen's book, Surviving Death, <clears throat> where you have, there's a section of the book where she talks about um, uh, young kids, like in their like twos and threes, that will start having, uh, will, will know things about a person's life that lived long mm-hmm. before them, right? Do will have experiences or have nightmares and about something they were experiencing before in life. And so much like of, the Dalai Lama has a phenomena been able- reported around the world. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, so one of the things that I've really thinking about is, is, you know, maybe the, the soul, the spirit, the essence, whatever you want to call it, doesn't inhabit the body at the time of being in the womb or even at the time of birth. Maybe it's like a little further into it into life because you you know you've got like in your so <clears throat> again this is just me thinking but you've got your brain and your your brain can keep your body running right your your brain can can help you breathe and keep your heart going and and all and that doesn't really require a lot of conscious thought because that's how you can have somebody who's technically kind of brain dead but their body's still living right so <clears throat> just one one more one more 30 seconds so <clears throat> if the if the if the brain is just kind of keeping the body running when you're when you're early infantile there's no need for that spirit consciousness necessarily to be present the the brain in its in its brute form can keep the body going but then later like maybe you're six months old that's when there's a spirit imprint to say that this spirit best matches up with this body's life or maybe the spirit gets to choose the body it goes into i don't know so for six months i'm raising baby alive just a just a doll maybe we all all admit to to um being a pilot of our meat mech right Mm -hmm. but i was just wondering while you were talking josh like i think i see it more as like a car factory it's still being built you could hop in and call it a car at any time you want to but it really doesn't make sense until there's enough of the car Mm. to service being a car you can't drive it off the and, line until well it's and also do you know here's a quite uh, sorry a side question but i kind of believe that there are people without souls walking around yeah we've seen what happens on supernatural mm-hmm. but yeah no I, I bob I totally buy into that but that see that's a whole nother question i know that, right that we this could go into no but when we can it's i'm fine because now i'm like what's that like did they have a soul ahead of time or were they just born or did the soul get captured on the way to the body? Like, I mean, the hat man grab him. So it makes me think of, so Robert Monroe in one of his um, out of body experiences that he writes about in his book, he talks about how he was uh, traveling with his family or something, someplace in New York or something like that. And he has an out of body experience. <clears throat> and there are these beings that are then immediately around him trying to capture him. So even though there's the silver cord, right, that connects your astral body to your physical body, what if for some reason you aren't able to return? You're captured in the astral plane by some, you know, malevolent man- force. The hat man, remember? Okay. We said that the hat Sorry. man was one. Sorry to break it back, bring it back around to alcoholism, but blackouts, which I used to consider pass outs are completely different things, blackouts mm-hmm. and pass outs. And I've had several instances of blackouts in my life of the one you're talking to right now. I don't have access to those other memories. Something was driving me around. Right. I that, woke that, up. And, I mean, like 
situation. It's like you're, you're on autopilot. That's me, my, my werewolf story from college, Santosh, where I blacked out and was a werewolf and was found buck naked, you know, an hour later, two miles from the house. I don't remember any of that. But I mean, you know, you're like, you know, what if your body just goes in autopilot? Like like the movie um, uh, Click with Adam mm-hmm. Sandler, where he like accidentally hits fast forward through all of his life. And, you know, his family is interacting with he's doing stuff. He's just not he's not his normal self. His his yeah. body's on autopilot going through life. And what if that's the same? But your your body's on autopilot. It's doing what it needs to do every day. It's getting up and going to work. It's doing it's having those basic interactions, but it's not you interacting. It's just your body. This is hitting or, a lot of deep like going or on what right if, now <laughs> like physically what if uh, when the sperm hits the egg it creates something a, on a ah. spiritual level that is like the big bang it's like that hits and there is some sort of energy that is released that does create a soul so you think or maybe the soul burrows in created and at the time? into a goo <laughs> i don't know i don't know maybe that you know i don't know i mean i i really like the the way that um, the Disney movie Soul, the way that they kind of depicted things, that really mm-hmm. resonated hard with me. So <clears throat> that like you're you're a spirit in whatever, the great beyond, whatever you want to call it, and you're waiting for your turn to go to Earth um, or, or back to Earth. It's almost like you get to pick the life that you're going to live next. You get to, you know, look at the parents and and, and look at the life that you might have based on whatever. And you get to pick that life that you want to live. Isn't you all that... heard the term soul contract, right? Thrown yes. around recently in the mm-hmm. communities. And so some people believe that you sign up and know everything ahead of time. I'm, I'm like, I think I chose the surprise option. I really yeah. don't think I would have signed off on, on this particular point mm-hmm. in my life <laughs> if I was able to. Well, and then there's that whole idea of karma and reincarnation where, you know, you're saying, hey, I need to learn this lesson. So I'm going to choose this life. I'm going to go into this and this is what's going to happen. I'm going to be a a fly that gets swatted. What about the um, Reverend Dr. Pat Taylor and her opinion of no, thank you. First time I ever heard somebody, she was like, if I get to the pearly gates and they're like heaven or hell, she'll be like, she said she'd go. No, thanks. All that sounds like too much. Yeah, I'd just like to not be anymore. Yeah, she was uh, the only real existentialist I've ever met. Hmm. That's why I loved hearing her teaching theatrical existentialism, because she was an actual existentialist. And it was interesting to learn all that from the viewpoint of someone who lived and practiced it. It's very interesting. She told me there's a special place in hell just for me. (laughs) (laughs) She knew things. But also the the idea that you might be able to sign a contract to know what's coming also, I mean, that really pushes against what we understand time to be and that that would mean the future is already set. Not not necessarily. We've talked about time before that time is just not how we see that it is. It's more malleable, but it's it's in a swimming pool. Like you had said that one time, it's like. But it would be the contract would be this is the most probable future. It wouldn't be that this is the exact future. I think it depends on the style of the contract. Why can't there be different versions? Mm-hmm. Why does it have to be one style of contract for everybody? Because I sure as hell know my afterlife experience is going to be one crafted by me. Mm. I mean, that's what I really think. Anyway, it's whatever you whatever 
mental baggage you got taken yep. with you shapes what your afterlife will appear and that you there are different options in there like right have either of you ever looked into the tibetan book of the dead yes i have not so there are different locas there are different planes to be gone and earth yep. is not the only option mm -mm. we just talked about this people. with uh jim schmidt the other day yeah. we got into Madame Blavatsky's version of the seven layers of existence and the cosmic egg and all of that stuff. Um, Cause yeah, that's the other thing too. It's like, you don't know what dimensional shifts are going to happen. Could throw that all off. And then you're in the living a Mandela effect. So <laughs> I, I'm going to bring this up now, since you mentioned golden egg, there is a yogic concept called the Hiranya Garbaha, and it is the spark of cosmic consciousness within all of us. And it's generally when guided in through at least the tantric practices that I've been taught that it's it's like a pinprick it's like the tiniest little thing and i think that seed could be in there like you said at when when ovum and sperm meet yeah maybe <laughs> Don't know. i hope i said that right egg and sperm just to make sure i'm like yeah no i knew what you meant but yeah i don't know uh, you know and then of course it's like should we know will it make things less spectacular or more spectacular if we do find out well, spectacular, think, spectacular. It, and not to not to not to change the the topic too much here, but if you but were still to, to change it, if if you were to know that the soul inhabited the body at the time of conception, would that change your opinion on life in the womb? Uh, would not change my opinion on abortion because that could be you could choose to be burning through a, a, like the last little bits of karma that are just nasty and have to get burnt off and in the in that concept i didn't necessarily say change your position on abortion just would that but change I'm going your right opinion? there that's what yeah. you were tiptoeing around though wasn't it well but i mean also just so the preamble what would it change your thought around life in the womb you could still think life in the womb and still think that it's a woman's right to choose which is where i fall down on but would it change your because that's kind of the the argument against is that let's not life in the womb because life is not in until it's born but if you knew that there was a soul inhabiting that body at the time of conception would that change anything for you mm -mm. no especially if i am a person that a believes in that type of soul uh, it's a going to the afterlife anyways. I mean, it's like, I, I know what, I hate to say this, but it's like, I know how shitty this life can be. I'd rather be there. Mm -hmm. What if being an, an aborted fetus is one of the wildest rides you can go on? And so people sign up for it. Cause mm -hmm. I mean, we've got people that would sign up for all kinds of crazy shit already mm -hmm. Yeah, across the globe. Fuck. <laughs> that's, that's insane to think about, but yeah. Yeah. Oof. I remember a life as a slug. I got ate by a bird. It's great. It's orgasmic. So anecdotal evidence says, go for it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. So now that we've taken this from light, funny, laughing about belly wops. Uh, <laughs> belly whoppers. <laughs> so, yeah, um, interesting topics tonight are really all over the place kind of like stew or chowder um <clears throat> but uh that onion water that onion know. water so uh yeah uh thanks for sticking around thanks for watching be sure to click that subscribe button ring that bell smash <laughs> that moon bell <laughs> and uh yeah thanks for sticking around for 15 episodes and uh if you're new welcome go back and watch yeah, the and craziness that happened 
and check out all the other stuff we got going on fearscapemedia.com uh lots of great podcasts out there some older shows over there and we got bourbon spirits with keith age getting ready to come out soon yeah uh, we're gonna be dropping some stuff on that all new paranormal show with the original rock and roll ghost hunter himself keith age and um uh his friend shannon and some people at bourbon spirits it's gonna be awesome so be on the lookout for that on the fearscape media network can i talk about my thing yeah sure. like uh psychic sleep happens uh sunday nights at eight eastern standard time it's a guided meditation it lasts about an hour and 15 minutes and i also at santoshdavid.com have about 12 of the recordings up to purchase as well in my little store we so. recommend getting them because they're mm -hmm. awesome I thought you were about to go, we represent the lollipop pop girl. And so to check out the psychic sleep stuff, they can find that at santoshdavid.com. Mm -hmm. Like how to find new, new uh, events and stuff. Mm -hmm. Cool. Santoshdavid.com. And Josh, let's go ahead and link that if we can to uh, the Fearscape Media page, please. It's done. I mean, it will be, but by the time this comes out, but it's done. Boom. <laughs> All right, thank you guys right. so much for tuning in, Astral Stew. We love you more than onion water. Yeah. <laughs> this Good has night, been everybody. Stefan Blah, and Dr. Gooplar. <laughs> Dr. Gooplar. <laughs> Good night. <laughs>